When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first of many podcasts called the Football Ramble. Kevin Keegan left the Newcastle pitch in a helicopter in his kit. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the Football Ramble. Welcome along to the Football Ramble. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Welcome to the second of our special episodes celebrating the 15th anniversary of the Football Ramble. Today I'm joined by Luke and Pete. Hi guys. Hi. We put it to you guys, our dear listeners, to tell us some of the bits you've enjoyed the most over the course of the last 15 years. And today we're reliving some of your favourite moments. These are from the last seven seasons on the Ramble. We're going to be taking a journey through football history while we're at it. Exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> you know me, I love a trip down memory lane, Kate. But you don't have a memory. That's true. Well, exactly. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting because the only person who's got a worse memory than me is sat to my left. Oh, Correct. Actually, <laughs> mine's pretty bad as well. <laughs> Heavy lifting coming up from Mason. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, exciting. It's great stuff. Leicester are champions. Leicester City are champions of the Premier League. And for the 2015-16 season, we start with four words. I tell to them, Billy Dean, Billy Don, when they are uh, sleeping, no? And then I buy to them a little bell. 2015-16, Leicester City won the Premier League, their first ever top-flight title in their 132-year history. Amazing scenes after escaping relegation the season before and hiring everyone's favourite friendly Italian uncle, Mr Claudio Ranieri. Isn't it the same thing with the Champions League where you get a certain amount of medals and you just share them out as much as you can? No, it's different. Oh, it right. used to be ten, didn't it? And now it's five. It used to be ten appearances. Special dispensation so. for every single person, including me, who used to work at Leicester City once. Yeah, you deserve a bit. Yeah, I deserve yeah, a medal. They couldn't have done it without you. I, I mention or Sven. I look at Pete you know, about Leicester City and I think foundations. Foundations. Think, yeah. putting, Agri- putting the pocky foundations in. It Agri- wasn't even the Walker Stadium when you were there. No, no it was Philbert Street. <laughs> Foundations. Listen, <laughs> thank you, you follow- Casey Keller. Thank was, you, Martin it, O'Neill. It was very close. Thank you, Bye. Robbie Savage. Yeah. No, he's, he's not. No, I, I, <laughs> I think we can all agree that Pete's done more for Leicester than Robbie Savage has. <laughs> do you think Jim stands by that? <laughs> I think I do. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think Pete's done an awful lot more for um, for Leicester than Robbie Savage has. Yeah. I think. I think every I time put it on the map. Yeah, I think you have put it on the map, and I think yeah. also you've done nothing in since then to undo all the good work. Exactly. Actually, that's not true. I've cemented my history. <laughs> yeah. I've cemented my uh, pedigree. I think with the work that I've done on the football ramble and beyond. I, I love that season. It was such an exciting season. Mm. Kate, I don't know how you, how you feel about it. Um, yeah, listening back to, to that and and, and watching uh, the season at the time. To me, it felt like an incredible 
journey where at some point, at any point throughout the season, you thought, well, this is going to end. Yeah. At some point, yeah. they're gonna, it's, it's going to fall to pieces. And, it, and it's going to be great, but it's not going to work. And it did kind of gas out a little bit. I thought it was kind of like, it, I, I thought they were getting to the point where they just could not pick up wins and they were just drawing every match. And I thought I'd never see Wes Morgan being pulled around Jamie Vardy's floor, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> the, the whole world lost its mind. The whole kind of football world lost mm. its mind at that time. Yeah. What's your memory of the season? Well, I mean, clearly the thing that made it likely that they were going to be able to hold out is because one of their nearest contenders or their nearest contenders. <laughs> so my yeah. experience of this one is probably slightly different to slightly most people's right. in terms Spurs of... fans are all just going yeah I know what you're saying but so, seriously don't worry about it it's going to be fine it's absolutely yeah fine. I mean if you think Tottenham haven't won the title in a hell of a long time either so that I think would also have been a beautiful moment however mm. I, I was I did manage to kind of feel better about it in the end and it was such a cool story the thing like you're saying about the thinking it was all going to fall down. Do you remember when Jamie Vardy had that ridiculous run of scoring in yeah. every single game and mm. you just thought, hey, this surely can't keep happening. You know, he's going to mm. snap. He's going to need a big night out or whatever. But the yeah. way they managed to hold it together and thinking about Claudio Ranieri as well, Pete, it's just... I know some people probably thought it was a bit naff and it was a bit, you know, his chat about pizza and mm. if we get to 42 points and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was quite endearing at the time because of the magic that they were managing to pull. It made, you, yeah, made it feel right. accessible, kind of. Yeah. I think you're right. I think, I think actually, I totally agree. The thing that makes it even better, and of course, the achievement itself is the thing that people remember, and that's right. But the thing that makes it such a grabber of the imagination and, and the excitement of it was the fact that Ranieri is such a likeable character. Mm. I mean... Obviously, since then, it's not been great. No. And, it, and it ended in quite a kind of, you know, less than salubrious fashion. But but at the time, it just seemed the perfect person for that perfect moment. And the measure of the man when he brought Andrea Bocelli on as well yeah. uh, at the end of the season was incredible. So, so that moment. If, if, it, if it was, if it was, and some people would say, but it's a pointless question to ask because certain managers that I'm going to mention as examples aren't capable of that anyway. Mm. But if it had been a Pardew or an Allardyce mm. or someone equally as unexpected mm. um, I don't think it would have been as good because I think it would have been people would have been really start to get really pissed off at how arrogant it would have been and how kind of self-satisfied it was yeah. Ranieri comes across as genuinely quite a humble character mm. and, and a quite idiosyncratic one as well mm. which British people obviously famously like because yeah. uh, of his eccentricities so that made it that put even more of a sheen on it for me as well mm. I mean whatever did happen with uh, Nigel Pearson's son uh, and then <laughs> After uh, all of that, uh, came Euro 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just got better and better. Oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just, just really sort of build, it's building blocks, isn't it? Building mm. on the success that Leicester had. Uh, England, of course, crashed out to Iceland. Of all of our years covering this fucking game, I can't, uh, and this I can't think of what, say, what have I said here? I haven't <laughs> even heard these clips. This the was the lowest of the law. Uh, the dear Roy's hell. Uh, but we can still take it down a peg or two. Don't you worry. Um, and the final uh, category, as I said earlier, was name a strange occurrence or unusual thing that could have happened during the tournament. It's got vague in this one, but it's for a bit of fun. Yeah, I, I didn't. Th I didn't. I just rushed mine out to be honest. So apologies for mine. Well, actually, Shotgun, I don't want to repeat that one. one. Pete's just simply put, a penis will be seen. <laughs> well, I, I, Dan didn't think of anything. So and you guys, so that's uh, the go-to thing. And they got the penis pops out. If your mind goes blank, there's just dicks everywhere, mate. Bloody Yogi Love. It was a penis was definitely smelled. A penis was smelled at points. Could have happened. Oh, feel, feel better in your red cards, yeah. guys. However. Pete technically was right because yes. that Irish fan, he got on top of the car and he whipped his kicks down, didn't he? And oh, they did he? Did. So uh. a penis was seen. Yes. Who thought out of the hundred thousand men, <laughs> the hundred thousand penises that could have been seen, one was seen. Yeah. yeah. Pretty safe bet. Really. I thought it was a meta thing as well because there was like you know. Roy Hodgson was a bit of a penis, wasn't he, in the end? Oh, right, yeah. yeah. I think that would have been You could have played it. it. I was very it, close though. to just getting mine out, just to make the <laughs> prophecy true. One of the one of the things that always happens on this show is that Pete is never remembered for anything he says about football. No. <laughs> He's always remembered Correct. for stuff like that. Yeah. You, I, I remember being at like live shows years after that and people asking me about that exact moment, the classic. But the the the, the, um, the England Nadir, which you mentioned, Pete, in the intro to that clip. I was just atrocious. It was it? bad. And I, I can remember, <laughs> this was around the time I 
I was I was in the US because my wife was moving to the UK, so I had gone there to help her move, and it coincidentally happened when England were playing Iceland, and so her dad and her brothers and stuff were like, "Well, England, it's England." soccer game right so yeah. England are massive like we've got to watch it and they put it on the big screen in their living room they've got a big screen like a projection screen and we all and he got all the family over and That's we sat sweet. down and watched it they were it. trying to make you feel yeah. well and England got beaten by Iceland and they thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen <laughs> I, they, they took so much joy and pleasure out of my dis, my dis, disgust it was it was an incredible experience <laughs> uh, but that was I, I think in many ways with the ramble though you you kind of revel in those moments when you're doing the show, right? Because mm. at least it gives you something to kind of dig into. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Steve it, McLaren on the telly. Yeah, against exactly. Iceland. It's been the perfect response. You'd think that, no problem, start again, keep dominating, keep getting uh, pressure on the Iceland back four. The only thing that they have got is the big boy up front, Sigurdsson, who really, Sigthorsson, Oh my oh word! My oh. But isn't it isn't it much e- isn't it much easier to do a show when you've got a load of stuff to moan about? I think it is. I don't <laughs> because you're a com- I don't feel that comfortable celebrating stuff all the time. <laughs> Manchester City can confirm that in recent weeks it has commenced and finalised contractual negotiations with Pep Guardiola to become MCFC head coach for the 16-17 Premier League season onwards. 2016-17. Shall we move on? Yeah. Antonio Conte arrived. Pep Guardiola, the man all peanut head himself, crashed into our lives as well. Uh, there was quite a lot of smugness in England when it went a little bit pear-shaped. Come the end of September, Conte was uh, having a bit of bit of a struggle. Pep's man sitting there, Claudio Bravo hologram, looked open at the back. Was it time, though, uh, to give the British managers a chance, was the question. It's not like Antonio Conte's been managing, you know, uh, Piacenza or something. No, and, yeah. oh, right, well, let's pick him from obscurity and give him the Chelsea job. He won the league repeatedly. You had your Tim Sherwood. <laughs> you had him. Exactly. And yeah. he's Tim Sherwood. He's, and, and, he's set us back, isn't he? And you all liked him. They all spent their yeah, time talking about it. I love him. Yeah. Who's going to be the guy that we put forward as the poster boy for the British managers? Yeah, Tim, we all like Tim. <laughs> Tim's a real yeah. laugh about the place. Yeah. <laughs> Get oh, your own house in order. Tim, what have you done? <laughs> he might cost me a realistic long-term prospect of getting a big job, but he does get the points in. <laughs> Sam Allardyce had bagged a 100% winning record with England, of course, and David Moyes, or David Moyes, was doing an absolutely sterling job at Sunderland. And that's where that all began. Um, and when I was thinking about answering this question, <laughs> completely coincidentally, um, someone on Twitter, at Lebs, got in touch with me and said, uh, oh, I found this uh, funny interview with David Moyes from the 21st of August, which is, as we all know, the start of the season, mm-hmm. um, with, some, with some quotes from David Moyes, and I thought I'd share them as part of this answer. Uh, David was asked um, wh- whether he thinks they're going to be a relegation battle this season in August. Mm-hmm. Why would that suddenly change? I think it will be a relegation battle. Oh, God. I don't think you can hide from the fact that it will be the case. People will be flat because they're hoping that something is going to dramatically change. It can't dramatically change. It can't. <laughs> Why would that suddenly change? Because of you, David. Because of the, the influence you can have. Jim, two weeks, your whole job. Two weeks into the season. Two games in. They just lost in Middlesbrough. Oh, Admittedly, God. a poor result. It can't so- dramatically change. It can't. <laughs> He's been proven right, hasn't he? Yeah. The joke's on. Yeah. Right, still on him. What a prophecy. <laughs> Moistradama. Not even September. Yeah. Which would be bad enough. Why would that suddenly change? Not suddenly. <laughs> You've got nine months. You've got nine months. You've literally got the whole season. <laughs> Always the same for everyone. You've got the whole season. Every manager gets the same. He's planning for a relegation battle in August. He's not even... It's like... You know Graham... I think it's Graham Sinessa's famous uh, comment when he was Liverpool manager. Don't look at the table till Christmas. Don't mm. worry about it. Focus on your own job. Do what you can do. Pick up as many points as you can. At Christmas, we'll talk about it. Moyes, 21st of August, <laughs> we're going down. Yeah. We're getting relegated. Really also, that didn't work for Mark Fish. No, it's so. true. That's absolutely true. That's yeah. true. Um, aim high. Aim as high as you can. And if you get a little bit less, yeah. then you've done okay still. So he's, he's aiming high for him is 18th. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> no, he's thinking, if I aim for relegation yeah. and we get rock bottom, that's all right. <laughs> It's happening. We yeah. can win the backwards. Bit, bit dis- <laughs> disrespectful from you guys on mispronouncing Wait. David Moyes' name. And he's also the whole com- way through. He's also completely rehabilitated himself. Now he's yeah. talking a town this season. Yeah. People were loving it. The jokes on that you was, guys. That was Marx's version of shoot for the moon and even if you land among the stars, yeah. you know, you land yeah. among the stars if you fuck it Which up. I know for a fact he's got as a um, as a motivational quote on the side of his uh, kitchen wall. On a, on a bit of driftwood. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely Yeah, stuff. that he got from, uh, from H&M. <laughs> I thought that... Um, 
it was interesting the way Moyes was able to rehabilitate himself this season because we almost like completely forgot about that he could actually do it. Mm. And that stuff he was saying there, I mean, it is a mad thing to say. Because he looks like, what do we call him? He looks so, yeah, he looks yeah, so yeah. dour. He looks so <laughs> like, he, I mean, it's funny how football works because you imagine him and that mindset he was in then and the way mm. he looked and stuff, walking into interview for a job, well, you'd be thinking, I'm not hiring this guy. <laughs> the fucking Grim Reaper's just walked in. Have you seen uh, him? He smiles so much this season. Yeah. He's so smiley. It's it looks, like a whole, it looks weird. It looks like someone's stuck one of those, you know, like a filter on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's stuck done, a little mouth on he's him. He's done the honours of West Ham an absolute service, hasn't he? I mean, they were they were not big fans, the uh, West Ham populace no. uh, 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 of them, and uh, he really has rehabilitated the, uh, the, the set-up there. But this, <laughs> not just this, himself. this season, like 16-17, um, when, um, as you said earlier, Pete, Guardiola comes in, Conte's Chelsea win the Premier League, and it was I found that really interesting, chiefly because... People in the what I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to use the term mainstream media these days because it sounds like you're some kind of mad Matt Letizia conspiracy theorist. But people in the traditional outlets, mm. a lot of them, particularly the tabloid end, were desperate for Guardiola to fail, weren't they? Yeah, they were. De- they, they were it's really easy to forget, to forget the idea that these days Guardiola seems like the crown prince of football and you know the the heir to Sir Alex Ferguson and all the, all the rest of it. But people were desperate for Guardiola to couldn't fail. cut in England. They didn't give a shit that he had yeah. done a lot of stuff in Spain mm. or Germany or whatever. They were like, "Why well, the Premier League's different?" It was endless chat about how well, we're, we're a different mm. breed over here in the Premier League. Yeah. And they were quite enjoying the fact that he didn't instantly have success. Mm. Now, of course, what came afterwards was, is, is, is there for everyone to see. And, but also, the one thing we didn't predict, I don't think, because we didn't know him as intimately as we do now, is the fact that he's been managing in the, in the league for a long time. It's just how mad he is. Yeah, that's something that, we, kind of, that, that showed itself quite slowly, didn't it, over time? He's, he's not mad, he's a perv. <laughs> he's a football perv. He's just he's very huge. intense. Yeah. So I think he's, he's so intense that the actions that he thinks are reasonable mm. to the rest of us seem crazy. Mm. Yeah. But, but his record stands alone, I suppose. Well, he's much better than us in, every, in, 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 in everything he does. Well, we've won a few Champions Leagues yeah. between us, haven't we? So. But on the other hand, I've never sw- sweated completely through a jumper. Well, that season, apart from, well, my unhealthy obsession with tarmacking uh, pensioners. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that? I, I, I don't, but I kind of remember. I don't uh, want to. I'm stopping myself yeah. remembering it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Am, I, am I the pep of the, like, a really shit pep? Yeah. What do you uh, think, Pete? <laughs> we were also blessed that season with one of the most outrageous, and we do mean outrageous, uh, Kevin Keegan stories we'd ever heard. Roll the clip. This is a cracker. This is a cracker. Hello, Gareth. Um... He says, uh, settle down, because it's a good one, uh-huh. and a long one. Uh, as masters of Keeganology, I suspect you may know the story of Keegan's 1974 trip to Belgrade already. I don't. No. no. But I only recently discovered it myself, so just in case you don't, I thought I'd share, and I'm so glad you did. In 1974, <laughs> England were due to play Yugoslavia as part of a European tour, so they flew to Belgrade from Bulgaria, where the last game had been played. At the time, Joe Mercer was caretaker manager, and it was said to say that his attitude to place behaviour and state of dress was somewhat informal. Lovely stuff. Uh, as a result, the plane ride was closer to what you'd expect from a stag do abroad rather than a professional football team, with the players in their best 70s fashion gear and the booze flowing. Although not for young <laughs> Kevin Keegan, who slept through most of the flight. Can I just say, I would love to have been on that flight. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> A little more finery. Puffing away on cigars. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious. Uh, when they, uh, everyone's smoking. Everyone's smoking yeah. right down the flight. Uh, when they landed, the team discovered that the FA had forgotten that Sofia in Bulgaria and Belgrade were in different time zones, so their Yugoslavian minders weren't quite there yet. While Joe Mercer <laughs> and the other FA officials went off to try and find them, the players waited in the baggage area. Bored, Alec Lindsay of Liverpool jumped up on the lo- luggage conveyor belt and started mucking about, only to be told to get off by the other players. What they didn't know, that some... What they didn't know was that someone had already called security. Keegan, carrying two bags of souvenir pottery from Bulgaria... <laughs> you know where this is going? You know where this is going? Had, ...had done nothing more than sit down on the metal edge of the conveyor belt when Yugoslav security arrived and dragged him off to a back room. There, in his own words, he was forced to kneel like a prisoner of war while being punched, clubbed and kicked. He was then charged with sexually assaulting a stewardess, assaulting a security guard, disturbing the peace and causing an obstruction. Life in jail. Life. you got life. Luckily, by that point, the players had found Mercer and the FA, who themselves managed to uh, find Keegan and alert security as to who he was. The charges were dropped and an understandably sobbing Keegan was released. <laughs> Next day, still played in the England game and scored a last-minute equaliser. Oh. Peak Keegan. Oh. And, then, and then was punched. <laughs> Gareth, that was wonderful. Oh, Excellent. Brilliant. Brilliant. Hey, Gareth, you set Spelzy off. Oh, he's, yeah. he's done. Spelzy's he's done. done. 
thank you very much for your email. So we'll, we'll get wrong. to. If you want to get in touch, you can't, you can't leave it there because Mark isn't ready. Yet. All right, okay, I'll yeah. do one more. Uh, Tom Hodgson. <laughs> I'm putting your mic down. Tom. Everyone there agreed it was a bloody great game. I'll be honest, I wasn't listening to that. <laughs> a, ma- a man put a tampon up his nose. Yeah, yeah. Good man. Good, yeah. Was it Keegan? <laughs> no, he wouldn't have put it out there himself. No. No. Was he Was he beaten, kicked and clubbed? Marcus, two bags of crockery. Yeah. Probably smashed a bit. Like a Greek wedding. The most breakable of all the souvenirs. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realise until he got home though. No. Yeah. <laughs> I got you a present. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you've left me? <laughs> I'd heard you dissolved as a stewardess. <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. Wonderful. Oh. Keegan. Oh. Keegan. Keegan. We're going to have to get out of here for my sake. Yeah. Kevin, when, when you knew that a Kevin Keegan thing was dropping in the inbox, you were very, very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> in many ways, um, Ke- Keggy not being a part of the game these days is, 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 is the loss to all of us, I think. <laughs> Did you not have a special... Can we get a Pete behind the curtains? Did you not have a special Keegan filter on the inbox? Pete was in charge of emails back then. Yeah. yeah. I was, it sounds like I was also in charge of people's uh, microphone faders as well, <laughs> yeah. which... What an addition like to this studio that will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Pep and Man City soon got into their stride in 2017-2018 and utterly dominated uh, the following uh, season, showing those naysayers what's what. Uh, Gareth Southgate's England were also gaining some momentum, but we couldn't dream of what would be coming next. Eric Dyer places the ball on the spot. And England win on penalties! History in itself for this new team. Oh, the epitome of easy. (laughs) (laughs) It felt so easy. What a stroll. So I put the penalty Mm. in the bottom corner, so what were you worried about? (laughs) Arsene Wenger's last season with Arsenal uh, proved to be a bit of a painful one with the sixth place finish. They dream of that these days, most seasons. Thanks for the memories, Arsene. Thanks for the memories. Nobody speaks about the performance of Holding. I'm sorry it didn't cost 55 million, so it cannot be good. There was one man who wasn't going anywhere, though. Can I fast forward you guys just to, just because I want to get Pete's opinion on it, (laughs) the quote of the summer from the aforementioned Mike Ashley, who we talked about. um, Well, listen, this this will tell you exactly what he is, in fact, spending his money on. Um, He said, I'll just read the quote, unfettered quote. My thing is not to drink regularly, it is binge drinking. I am trying to get drunk. Didn't he also describe himself as a power drinker? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like amazing. a power lifter. You forget the context. It was in a court of law. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was referencing, a, referencing a business meeting which he had to excuse himself from the table uh, in a pub yeah. and uh, vomit in the fireplace. <laughs> Didn't he as well? This is the stuff he's, he's happy to talk about. <laughs> I know, right. Well, what's he, <laughs> imagine what's he covering up? Leaving out? In yeah. front of the law. What's he covering up? To be honest, mon- Monday through, like, Sunday through Thursday, I don't drink at all, but Friday, Saturday, I'm very much in the Ashley camp. You're a power drinker. I'm yeah. a power drinker. <laughs> Yeah. Me Same and him, wow, we love you, that. Um, yeah. Talk it, talk it out. Thrash out some business deals. Yeah, thrash it out. One of you later forgets agreeing to. <laughs> Vomit at you. Vomit at a fireplace. I've bought a human-sized fidget spinner to play in defence. <laughs> Shit. Well, you know, you're the voice of Sports Direct Radio. <laughs> Hello, minions. Keep working. Yeah. <laughs> if indeed you are working today, yeah. zero hours. Oh, it is binge drinking. I'm trying to get drunk. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. Is it, it, he's succeeding. Is it his 40s or his 50s? I, I mean, mean, yeah. Something like that. It won't matter if he carries on like that. No. Again, 2017-18, a penis was seen. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Mate, as a power drinker yourself, how do you have a response to that? No, I'm not agreeing to that. (laughs) How do you react to that? I've never been sick in a fireplace. No, okay. Um, You'd at least take yourself off to outside or... She's off to to Epsom today, though, so you never know. (laughs) Ascot, mate. Royal Ascot. Yeah. You're putting the word royal in there just to make it sound fancy. Just to make it all regal. Yeah, no, this, in fact, on the subject of drinking, this was... I was obviously not part of your gang at this stage, and I was... Out, but I was, out, I think, out in Qatar by this point. So, so right. I was living abroad. So right, I've got to okay. say, in terms of like the Rambles kind of heritage and how mm. people connect with this, for me anyway, like it was such a kind of sense of home or whatever. Like a, oh, a nice. look into to England and a kind of the irreverence that people like, right? Five places out there. Yeah. <laughs> no um, need. No need. Always one. And, yeah. you, and you, and you, Went from a a regime at Newcastle, Pete. Then, who which you were regularly embarrassed about, yeah, to one you're not genuinely ashamed of now. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see progression, isn't it? It's a different we negative emotion. It's not stagnated, has it? <laughs> it's got worse, yeah. definitely.
In 2018-19, we were treated to one of the most remarkable Champions Leagues we'd ever seen. Liverpool's comeback against Barcelona, Spurs' mad win at the Etihad, and their comeback against Ajax. It was an absolute European Super League wet dream. <laughs> Just to provide some balance on this, I want to speak for all the people who think that this is the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> yeah. like, I never thought this nightmare would be real, and, and, it, and it is, Jim. and it's the absolute worst. The nightmare continues, yes. doesn't it? But from a human point of view, no... <laughs> Okay. Not, not even entertaining it. I have no, I, I share no empathy for Jim. you, even if you are a Spurs, Spurs supporter who is very young or infirm. Jim, Jim's a bit nervy for Arsenal in the Europa Tour. That game I watched on the telly, obviously, with an Arsenal fan. Oh, right. And mm. I tell you what, they can be helpful because that guy was totally convinced that we were going to make the comeback the entire really? game. And of course, yeah, I never yeah. thought, it was unbelievably... Un- unlikely, you know. Oh, it's just take it to the corner. They're just too, they were, you know, too naive. Astonishingly, which you often connect with Spurs, and he was just convinced. No matter how far into injury time, he was the manner just, of it was just incredible. He it was, was just absolutely convinced incredible. it was gonna be us, and. Mm. So yeah, it was kind of a comfort because you know mm. you just mm. your emotions watching a game like that. Your emotions mm. just all over the shop. Um, mm. they, they lost the final fairly easily. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, England beat Spain on their own patch in a newly formed tournament <laughs> called the Nations League with one of the most baffling formats in football history. Barkley. That's another one for Sterling. No offside. It's a Monday night masterclass for Gareth Southgate and his team. Did you see it? Marcus speaking on CNN about England beating Spain reminded me of those adverts you get when people win the postcode lottery. Yeah. <laughs> and they're presented with a big check. Jeff, yeah. Jeff Brazier around, uh, around your house. Uh, I, 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 just, I just can't believe it. It's going to change my life. Uh, Jose Mourinho finally departed as manager of Manchester United and we gave him the tribute he deserved. Jose Mourinho, the man who stole the show. You're the special one and your dynamo. Whoa, whoa. Jose Mourinho. We You're special, you, Jose. Jose. We love you. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Jack Grealish and his magnificent calves guided Aston Villa to the Premier League while Marcelo Bielsa was caught in the bushes outside Derby's training ground. Yes, that actually <laughs> happened. A double take when I read that earlier. And all the while, one of the best Premier League title races ever took dramatic turn after dramatic turn. Shakiri's take. Oh, the goal! It's in! It's Diva Carigi! An absolutely massive goal for Liverpool! And have a crack here. Getting closer. with a massive goal the breakthrough at last VAR would finally get its claws into the Premier League in 2019 meaning armpits were still being called onside and Mike Dean was still the main man but for one man it definitely came a year too late (laughs) Charlie Austin went on quite the rant about the standing of refereeing back in November 2018 much to our amusement Southampton became the unlikely side to end Arsenal's unbeaten run they did. That's very true, mm. Pete. It's very, very true. You sound a bit like Marcus then, Pete. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But not as good. <laughs> just kidding. Just, kidding. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. more northern. But better. Mm. Not as sober. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Peter. No, come on. <laughs> Danny Ings and Charlie Austin scored the goals. They did Charlie score Austin the goals. Charlie scored a nice one at the end. Uh, will... Completely unmarked. Header. Lovely. Uh, yes. It's, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. That, Mark, it was a joke. <laughs> They're unbeaten think... for 22 games. Did a joke. Did you see him talking to the keeper at the end, though? And the keeper's gone. This close. I was this close, that bloody thing. Was he? Yeah. They were being really friendly about it. I quite like that. I wanted him to just kind of get a little toe on. Sorry, Jim, I just gave you a little toe there Throw as me. I was acting it out. I wanted him to just just, just nudge one in off the toe and at the end say, it's a poke, it's a poke. <laughs> yeah, we haven't that? Yeah. Um, I like him to go and look at the uh, the egg 11 and go, it's a yolk, it's a yolk. <laughs> I'm a bloke. Or step- I'll do the build up. Yeah. Sorry, so I'm just, a bloke, I'm a bloke. Yeah. Just step in at a, in a Twitter argument and someone's saying, why are you getting involved? Going, I'm woke, I'm yeah, woke. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> are you having a Pepsi? It's a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Blue Peter. I'm Noakes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like are jazz music. It's folk, it's a folk. <laughs> There we, we there we go. There we are. Right, we uh, back in. Uh, yes, yeah, Southampton's first home league win since April. Why aren't yeah, you having yeah. a shower? I fancy the soap. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's enough now. That's enough. Now. Why are you really slow on the football pill? I've been having a toke. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it when Luke's, in, Luke's got one more and he goes, right, that's enough, move on. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've had my say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I, the one thing that people need to learn about this, because obviously these are listener-selected mm. clips, but the, the reason this annoys Pete so much, Kate, I don't know if you know this, is that he absolutely hates puns. Yeah. He, always, <laughs> he used to spend years rallying against us using puns. It's not, it's not clever, it's not funny to do puns. But once I'm in... But but once you can't I'm in, resist being real. in. But once I'm in, I'm getting involved. Yeah. Gotta get involved. Yeah. I've got to say, guys, this might be one of my... That would have been one of my picks, probably. Because mm. I know we obviously went out to listeners to do this yeah. and I could have voted still at this point right yeah. well you could because I remember sitting trying to and this is the joy of the ramble to some degree I remember get that the, it kept coming back that you know went on far too long that, yeah, which is the always. joy of it that's why you're pissing yourselves by the end mm. and I was trying I found it so funny that I was trying to play it to a friend of mine and it's fucking ludicrous to play something like that to people who don't listen to <laughs> the ramble and don't know what the it, fuck's yeah. going on so it's just like the people were just like all right, yeah, yeah. I like, funny. I like how you said like you couldn't get involved now. Like, <laughs> no. Our system isn't that stringent that we wouldn't allow the errant friends and family vote. For crying well, at one point in there, you just went, um, "It's a bloke." Like you didn't even <laughs> do the build-up. Can't be asked for them. No, I know you hate, and that, and that shows I'm amazing at them. The disdain you've got for the disdain <laughs> you've got for puns generally. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Ramble. Well, moving on to 2019-20. In the summer of uh, 2019, the Football Ramble became Football Ramble Daily with our twice-weekly ramble supplemented by Ramble Meets on the continent, Jules and Andy, uh, and much more for your listening pleasure. On the pitch, though, the season started like any other. Liverpool and Manchester City were battling it out at the top of the Premier League again. Uh, Watford started working their way through four managers and to Luke's immense joy, Southampton got beaten 9-0 by Leicester. That was In the Roan order, we can't talk about this. I don't fucking care. That was amazing. And the reason it was amazing because we were doing a live show on that yeah. night. This is your Ajax in, Tottenham, isn't it? Kate, we, we were doing were, a live show in, uh, in Newcastle, in Newcastle right? Yeah. Pete's one of Pete's kind of, a lot of Pete's people there. Mum and dad were there. Yeah. And, um, and, we were on stage while the game was happening and people were shouting out, it's six. Yeah, yeah. It's seven. Yeah. And we were going, we want 10. We want 10. It was, it was one of the best nights ever doing this job. A record that has stood for decades. Jamie Vardy can add Leicester's name to it. Here he comes. He scores. And Leicester City have nine and have equaled Manchester United's record for the biggest ever Premier League win. 
But soon there were much bigger fish to fry. March 11th uh, saw the last game in England for three months. Liverpool's uh, 3-2 defeat at Anfield to Diego Simeone's Atletico. Football uh, seemed suddenly so fragile, so unimportant in the grand scheme of things. It eventually resumed and Liverpool were at last able to clinch a top flight title 30 years and one lockdown in the making. And uh, it was all changed here at the Ramble as well. Uh, Kate, Vish, Jules and Andy joined us. And um, and from June, the show was recorded every single weekday. And during lockdown, we had to think of some new content, a way to pass the time for us and our listeners. Well, um, we watched Goal 3. <laughs> yes. Which was your fucking fault, Donald. Correct. Pete's Film Club. Lads, I'm so sorry. I'm really... This is the worst thing I've ever done and we've been doing this for 12, 13 years. <laughs> Yeah, so bad. I mean, I, I, I uh. was. This is the closest I've come to being personally affronted by something someone else has asked me to do. And yeah, at least Soccer Dog had a dog in it. I'll say that a dog yeah, that deserved yeah. better, but yeah. a dog nonetheless. It annoys me beyond belief, Kate, that in that period of time we had a lot to worry about, and of course there were bigger problems. But in the context of the show, Pete had the power to genuinely ruin my week. Yeah, for, for, even though there's just nothing else on. It's only one minute yeah. thirty-six. That I've just looked it up. Goal three. One hour thirty-six. One minute thirty-six would have been but, too but long. But the thing was, he would pick a film like, for example, Goal Three. I, by that point, I knew it would be shit. Mm. I knew that I should just get it out of the way as soon as I could. Mm. But I couldn't watch it too early in the week because it is against my principles to take notes on Goal Three. Yeah. I had to watch it close to the recording. So you yeah. could remember, and it. so I could remember. It. And it would weigh on my mind like a piece of homework. It was the, awful. The thing is, that whole uh, the thing I enjoyed most about the feature was um, Luke uh, you would sit through what felt like I think it was a two and a half hour Bollywood film it was longer uh, about than that. A it was, it was, it was like three hours long it was long. a very very long yeah. film even with skipping um, but it would upset the Michael Owen of the show Marcus Bellamore <laughs> <laughs> kids but it's also just no. an hour and 20 minutes so wind it in Lukey <laughs> it was so crap that, that words fail me to be perfectly honest with you lads when I watched this film I think because I've accepted our fate in this film club I actually thought it was okay and the reason why I thought it was okay is because my expectation levels are so low I couldn't wait for it to finish so there was that. And we did watch some good films, but yeah, Goal 3 was... I don't think we watched any good films. No, oh, we did. We watched day. that Portuguese one, that Portuguese one. That, that was, was like based around a Cristiano Ronaldo figure like who was, who was going good. a bit mad, who could see... Uh, he was going on his game because he could see massive pink dogs. That was the kind of film that pretentious people say is good. So it was uh, yeah, good. It was solid. Probably did quite it was really, really <laughs> solid <laughs> stuff. Look at him. You know I don't watch films. There were some good films in there, playing for keeps. Oh, that was so bad as well. And we were in a situation where... You didn't even do Bendit Like Beckham or any decent ones, did you? Too obvious. Why not? Too obvious, Kate. Too and, good. And you're looking <laughs> yeah. at something like Goal 3 that Fever was filmed pitch. mainly on uh, green screen. All the football bits were... <laughs> it looked like I'd done them on After Effects. It was yeah. so it bad. It wasn't that good, Well, mate. maybe that's a project we could uh, we could send you away. Yeah. 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 I'd love to do Goal that. Four. Yeah. Pete's film club of films <laughs> that he's made. 2021 then was a season like no other for lots of reasons. Apart from Andy's cardboard cutout family at Plough Lane. Yeah. He was... never sees them. <laughs> 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 there was barely a fan in sight of the stands until the last stirrings of the club season. All you could hear was Martin Tyler's heavy breathing. To be completely honest, the football sometimes felt a bit hollow and joyless that season and as though it was being played in a swimming pool. But boy, was it a great distraction to know that every weekend we could still all cling to a familiar ritual. And there were some absolutely mental results as well. We've done so much hard work to get to this stage. McGinn, don't think the scoring's over. Should be number seven here. Jack Grealish, surely on that. This one, the skipper. Yes! Aston Villa in seventh heaven against Liverpool. Captain Jack. Harry Kane will step up to take the penalty. Remember the scenes. Remember the scoreline. Spurs have six and Manchester United. And we were able to have some fun ourselves, by the way. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. on, on, on a serious note, though, Andy, you've obviously um, spent a lot of time in France talking to French footballs, and of course, Thierry Henry came through the um, Clairefontaine Academy. Yes. I remember the piece you wrote a couple of years ago with Vikash uh, Dorosu, the, uh, the footballer, about how uh, Clairefontaine doesn't, just work with on-field discipline. It also kind of concerns itself with the grounding, with the dealing with like the media as well, obviously, because there's a lot of focus uh, yeah. it, it, when you're at the Clairefontaine Academy. Uh, so with all that in mind, um, do you think this is the sound of my dog eating a carrot or is it me? 
Is that a dog eating a carrot or is it me? Answer the question. Oh, I already did dog. What? Dog. How did you know it was a dog? It's a dog. You can tell. Right, right. Here's, here's the sound of the dog. Here we go. Yeah, it's quicker. It's quick. Right. Here's me eating a carrot. No, you, you, you're hamming it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dog's also got a lot of a different breathing sound as well. Mm. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like, like my, I, should have, I should have eaten yeah. like this. Yeah, than... like a little rabbit. Like a little rabbit. What I love about that with Brass is, did you notice how he was, he'll, he'll answer any question you put to him, any, in yeah. the whole world. And he'll, he'll treat you with respect and sympathy, whatever you come mm. up with. Yeah. So when you're doing your, presumably you'd, I mean, it sounded very convincing to someone like me and Luke, but presumably you'd missed the point at some stage in your summary of whatever it was, his thing that he'd written. And he was just doing those very brassle like, yeah, 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 yeah nice yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Like, you know, thanks for researching my history. It, to me, it felt like he was going, he was just saying that, but in his mind, he was going, finally, a great bit, a great <laughs> bit of football cut to get stuck into. You know. At last! Waited for years when I agreed to do this ramble. Um, anyway, that was, that was personally my favourite of mine as well, and requested by Pop with Demand from our listeners, so uh, great stuff. Um, listen, I'm delighted to be able to say, after that came the Euros. The sun was out, the fans were back, and England were winning again, and they were even beating their oldest rival of all. Oh, four down, three to go. And here we fucking go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England stride on and we'll face Ukraine in Rome. It's Wednesday, 30th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Denise Antaraja. Luke Moore, can I have a good in there? Get in there! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always pleasing to yes. keep a clean sheet, ladies yes, and gentlemen. A platform. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the back and build. Build, exactly. Oh, build. Build, pun I'm, intended. Another, another uh, <laughs> outlet's probably covering this game. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, England beat Germany 2-0, as if you didn't know. Yep. As if you didn't ruddy well know. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff. We How- dicked him. How's your-, <laughs> How's your aunt, by the way? Oh, she's gone. She's... <laughs> She's not gone. She's gone. <laughs> She's dead. You see what I'm pleased about it. <laughs> oh, oh, dearie me. It's only the second round. We're in the yeah. quarterfinals. Good job we're not among, among the players, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Find a late doors pub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rome, nah. We only play at Wembley. Yeah. So you'll forfeit the game. We got what we came for. We could have made this whole show just us reliving the Euros. Oh, Why don't we do that? That was good, wasn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> so beautiful. So many emotions. Mainly good emotions. And when, when can you say that in your life, Luke? Ended in defeat again, didn't it? I can say that in my life quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to, to be on the it's show a draw, after that. actually. It was a fucking draw. Yeah. An Italian man <laughs> called me draw. back. Yeah. I think, I think doing the show after those kind of games is really... It's like the most example, the biggest example in my personal kind of employment where it's like complete shit or bust. Mm. Like if England were to lose against Germany, you just don't want to come in. You don't want to do yeah. it. You always do and you have to do it and, and it can be quite cathartic, but you just don't want to do it. And then as soon as England win, if they win in one of these kind of games, you're literally like, get me in there now. I want to get in there now. <laughs> I want to record all yeah, the way yeah. to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of interesting how, uh, how it kind of works out. And, and there's been so many, and our listeners have shared all these with us, of course. Um, there's been so many um, disappointments over the years like we talked about Iceland earlier it, and you know in many 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 respects the ramble was actually formed out of a misery yeah a bit of, <laughs> bit of England misery and stuff so I mean it's kind of runs through the veins of the ramble <laughs> as a show I suppose so it's kind of yeah it's an interesting situation but I, that, that game was incredible because England was it wasn't a case of 
we've just come up the other side of a ding, you know, a ding dong with Germany, and mm. for once we were on the. It was like a properly controlled, yeah. much better performance, which felt so different, didn't it? I'm glowing. Yeah, <laughs> basking in the reflective glory. It's, it's like we've opened like a dusty old box and it's like, oh, that smells like the past. Yeah, it's delicious. And, and I think England have got an opportunity here. Um, and at the time of recording of this, that you know they're in a bit of a wobble in the in the Nations League, and we don't know what's going to happen in the, in the in the World Cup later this year. But I mean. I'm te- part of me is tempted to say if they don't capitalise on this potential in this World Cup, it'll be really disappointing. But at the same time, really, the, the, we've got the best England team probably, I think it's probably now, on, certainly on paper and maybe in reality as well, better than World Cup 90. Which yeah. There's a certain amount of luck involved World Cup 90. Yeah, we haven't got time for that now, but it was a little bit, little bit, felt a little bit different. That was pre-ramble, would you believe? Well, yeah, it was. I was nine. So imagine some of my opinions then. Probably better than some I've got now in many ways. Um, so I think it's Less been... offensive. They, those, um, those um, no, my upbringing was very tough. Um, they, those moments we've had have already, we've already internalised them. So look, you can't take those away mm. from us now. And that's been a great thing. And Kate, you're a massive England fan, so you must feel the same way. What was it like to do the show during the Euros? You must have really enjoyed it. I loved it. it. I mean, I think it's, it, to, to include what you just said about not wanting to come in and wanting to come in, it was I was mainly doing the shows on the day, like the preview shows, effectively, on the day. Oh, of the games okay, yeah. and then Marcus was doing so the ones on the day off so yeah, yeah I felt it's not helpful to do a whole show in the <laughs> and then go and watch a game because no. you just spend the whole day I mean I suppose at least it used up you know it used up time right yeah, yeah. instead of just been sitting around at least pajamas. you can share it with the, yeah, commu- yeah. the community and, was, yeah. uh, and most people I mean you guys are a bit more restrained I guess you've lived longer than I have and you're a bit less like you know cock a hoop every time you want um, not in obviously in these cases but you know you were a bit more steady in some ways in your day to day life whereas yeah, no one else was wearing like 10 England shirts every single no. recording. And and I respect that. I mean, on the subject of the final after we lost, we talked, hadn't we, about us all just sitting, if we won, yeah. about us all just sitting down, the eight of us, and yeah. having a big chat on the following day. Yeah. And I was, it, when I was at that game, I felt like I was sad I wouldn't then get to talk about it with, with you guys. Yeah. But then when the morning came around, I was like, fuck me, I'm glad someone else is doing this job. Yeah, definitely. It was a mad, it was a mad thing, because I don't know if you remember, Pete, it might have been even before your time, but I remember Marcus and I joking that we'll do the ramble until England win a tournament. Mm. And I thought, hang on a minute, England will actually win one. <laughs> I can't have to wrap it up. Obviously, I let us down in the end, so we didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, guys, brings us to this season, the return to some kind of normality. Um, what kind of stand-up moments have been from this season for you, Pete? Uh, Arsenal being back in a huge way. <laughs> is, that, is that the first thing you thought of? You're a Newcastle fan. No, uh, well, I mean, I mean that that was notorious. What happened? I think just um, off the top of your head. Pete. She said stand up moment. She said good moment. <laughs> just, uh, I think, I think, just I think, if we wanted you to break it, if we wanted you to break it down for, for us, I think. Uh, if we Chris, to just I think, I think Christian Eriksen lock off some ideas about Lazarus of, of, of Bethany sort of act. Oh, I think it's a, that's it's a great a, shout. It's an astonishing turnaround from from what we experienced. Mm. In the Euros, there's, there's probably an argument to say that that his um, return to football and, and his return to Jesus living is yeah. uh, is probably uh, w- will probably mean that there's more defibrillators, more CPR training ar- around around the around the world. And, 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 what's, and his what a legacy. what's his reward? What's his reward going to be? Tottenham. A big money move to Newcastle. I think oh, he might yeah. end up at Manchester United, <laughs> which is the least. I don't. Mm. Want, I want to believe. Yeah, <laughs> it must be tricky for a footballer like if you're like Ericsson because you're thinking this May United. It's a dumpster fire at the moment, mm. but they are going. They're stupid enough to pay me so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, but if you're happy, to, if you're just like joyful to be mm. alive, maybe you should just go wherever you play. True, the yeah. best and most and funnest football. So mm. not Man United, no, not Man United. Correct. Then, yeah, exactly, yeah. Do, you, do, you like, <laughs> do you feel like since what you've been through, you'd like to quite quite like to win as many games as possible? Yeah. Can I point you away from Old Trafford? Yeah, play, in the, play first. in the second division of uh, of the Netherlands, where they play like shooting from the throwings and all mad new rules That's and great. stuff. Yes, get to the second Have a bit division of, of the Netherlands. For me, yeah. for me, the standout moment has to be, and I think it would be remiss of us not to mention this. I think is how good Liverpool, Man City are. I think they've raised the standard, they've raised the bar. Mm. Their consistency is like phenomenal, really. And I think it's very easy to be battered into submission about how good they are. And just think of it as being part of the furniture. But ultimately, I do think we'll look back in maybe another fifteen years at these two teams 
and think, my goodness me, how good were they? You know, because they have really set a whole new standard. Uh, and you know, 100 points and all the rest of it. I, th- I think that's an incredible thing for us to be around to, to witness. In many ways, it's quite hard to cover on the show because mm. it's hard to think of new things to say. Mm. But at the same time, you have to understand you're witnessing greatness. And I think obviously with Erling Haaland coming in at City, <laughs> strap yourselves in, man, because that, I mean, that, that is going to be absolutely <laughs> devastating. He's going to be man-spreading all over the goal table, isn't he? <laughs> but who's, who's going to stop him? You can't blame him. He's a product of his environment. He's been yeah. mansplaining his whole life. <laughs> Man spreading everywhere because there's no one to stop him. There's no one to stop him. So that'll be interesting to watch as well. But I think Liverpool Man City over the last few seasons, magnificent to watch. You have to really respect it. Well, we have to set up for the, for this coming season as well and say that the key moment for me, certainly, and I'm sure for many people who want to watch the team that are going to win the title next season, might say that Antonio Conte being appointed at uh, what yeah. LA could, was could a be a massive moment. moment. It could be a, massive, be a massive moment. Fucking he, moment. I mean, that or he could storm out and a half towards the end of the transfer window because he's got none of the players that he wants. It's going to be one thing or the other. I don't <laughs> think so, Luke. It's a different one. You know, like you were, we were saying about when we we're talking about England games and the Euros, you guys tend to be a bit more level and a bit more like, you yeah. know, having the long view and things mm. like that. I've, with with our own teams, I don't know how it's so different for you at the moment, Pete. But you and can't now, shoot your nature. You're, you're an Antonio Conte. You're, you're a up and down and all over the place and that's yeah. a good thing at least to Burnley and I resign and then I come back <laughs> the next fucking day ready to go sleeves rolled up and indeed we are sleeves rolled up for the next 15 years boys probably, probably not quite that long but maybe yeah. a little bit longer I'll ask me doctor <laughs> I guess in terms of retirement like yeah. there's no yeah. chance any of us are going to be anywhere near retirement we've got, ever we've got to pass the baton on to the next generation of amazing um, football broadcasters who actually know what they're doing <laughs> that would be uh, I'm not saying that we are amazing <laughs> yeah that, that makes us sound you know like what I mean yeah. though we've got to pass on the baton we've got to find yeah. the baton first yeah find the baton yeah. Um, Fan the enchanted baton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ultimately, what's the most... This story isn't about us. The story's about the listeners and how mm. appreciative they've been on the show and how well they've supported it. So we have to thank them. Yeah. It's all about them, really. It's been really cool, Pete, to see all the guys writing in with... It must be mad for you guys seeing stuff talked about from from 15 years ago. That people, well, whatever, surprising, because we don't remember it. Like, yeah. <laughs> 13 just, years ago that you of your life and of the, the, the mad takes that you've made. It makes me feel like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. You're in worse Nick than Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't even have a Sharon to look after me. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, Sharon. But yeah, I think thank you so much. We just wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners for for listening. Yeah, for chatting to us on the internet and in real life, and and for sending in all of these suggestions for these little roundup shows of fifteen years of the ramble. So thanks yeah. for listening to us. Thank you, and stick with it. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah, and we'll see you again soon. If you've enjoyed it, then let us know at footballramble at hotmail.com or myspace.com forward slash footballramble. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, weather permitting. Cheer up, yeah. And, uh, no, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks and um, we'll all look forward to talking to you then. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> the Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.